With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's some scriptures. Ow. It's some filters. Ow. It's some thoughts. Oh my goodness, another Friday Radio special on the Naked Talk with Alex Akurji. And uh, yes, my name is Alex Akurji, and you're listening to the Queen of Expression, and I'm coming to you live all the way from Lagos, Nigeria, in the heart of Africa. Yay. <laughs> so hey, Talk Bugs, how are you? How are you doing? Hope you're having a beautiful uh, Friday wherever you are around the world, or if it's Saturday, <laughs> like it is for my guest. Um, I know it's early Saturday right now in Singapore, but I'm just so excited. And, you know, I love um, just having the amazing opportunity to talk to Havel influencers from around the world. Now, if you're just joining us for the first time on the show, well, this is the hub for real authentic conversation. And like I always say, expression is a sign of strength and not weakness. And we do not apologize for just feeling the things that we feel and for thinking the things that we think or experiencing the things that we have experienced. Um, and this is, you know, really about authentic conversations to help you uh, basically transform your life. And so it's amazing to always have the opportunity to bring amazing, powerful experts here on the show who get to share with us their, their message, right, or their experiences or their journey or their story. And I love to engage and, you know, just, you know, en- engage with them and you know, to bring all of that to the fore. Now, here's what is so powerful. The show is unscripted. It is unfiltered, uncensored, and we do not, you know, we're all about keeping it real right here. So if you're looking for real authentic conversations, well, The Naked Talk is the place to hang out with. So welcome to The Naked Talk, and I'm just so excited. Now, on Talk Wednesday, if you missed out on Talk Wednesday, I had the amazing, beautiful, and I have to say beautiful, Kate, uh, Kate Marie O'Brien, who joined me live all the way from Bali, Indonesia. And we talked about facing your game-changing truth. Now, if you missed that episode live, this, you know, if you missed the show live, don't forget that you can catch... Um, 
that show and all our other shows, well, all the other archived shows right here on your radio channel, on, block, on our radio channel, sorry, on Blog Talk Radio. Or just go to our official website at www.thenakedtalk.live. And yes, because we're live, you can catch all our shows. And don't forget that The Naked Talk is syndicated all over your internet radio. So yes, we are syndicated on TuneIn Radio. We're also on Stitcher Radio. You can also find us on Apple Podcast. Um, you can find The Naked Talk as well um, on Acast. We're also on Player FM. We're on Podcastpedia. You can listen to The Naked Talk on um, oh, where we're, we're everywhere, right? We're on CastBox FM, Radio Public. We're on Pod Africa in Uganda and, of course, the Good Radio Network in Canada. So you have no reason whatsoever to miss the Naked Talk because we bring your amazing, powerful conversations. And like conversations, you know, with conversations, there are always opinions and thoughts and contributions, and we welcome contributions in the show, whether it is through your, uh, your questions or your comments, you want to call in live to the show to join me and my amazing guest, well, you're welcome to join us. And, um, you know, I'm just so really, really, really so excited to be bringing the show live, and I I think my guest is already here in the virtual studio, I believe. Um, anyway, so what was I saying? It's just so powerful um, you know, to be able to bring this conversations. And, of course, you can join us. The show is live, and it's interactive, so you can use our call-in number and uh, dial into the show, whether to speak with my guest or to ask me a question or to ask my guest a question, actually, because you don't really have questions for me now, do you? <laughs> or maybe to share, you know, maybe just to share a comment. Um, or you can join the conversation on Twitter. Don't forget, you can use hashtag the naked talk. So hashtag the naked talk, and your tweets will be read on the show. Or if you've got questions, you can send the questions to hello at the naked talk live, and your questions will be read on the show. I know a lot of you have questions for my guest today. You've been sent, and you can also send that you know your questions or your comments to our dedicated WhatsApp number, and of course, your comments and your contributions will be read right here on the show. So today on TNT uh, 089, um, this show is brought to you by our friends at Global Royal. Now, Global Royal is all about giving your lifestyle. And if you want to find out more about the just the amazing opportunity you know, they're giving to people to um, get their own homes, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, just, they're tapping. They have great, amazing portfolios that you can have into and start to invest in your own home. Now, you can find out what and see. Now, I also, you know, just wanted to give a little shout out to also one of our, our you know, our collaborators and our sponsors, QTB Events. Now, QTB is, is all about the finest, A-class, top quality event productions. Um, and uh, you can find out more about QTB by going to their official website at www. QTBEvents.com. And let's not forget Evolution Magazine. Now, Evolution is all about bringing to you, um, giving, sorry, it's all about uh, telling your hair story, right? And uh, you can find out more about Evolution Magazine by going to www.evolutionmagazine.com. Now, hey guys, if you joined the Brad Club, <laughs> well, the Brad Club is my VIP mastermind for global influencers and you know small business owners. And if you want to find out more, you can just go to thebradclub.com. And there's so much happening. We're already, you know, we're pretty much into our um, just the top. You know, we're the last quarter of October, and here we are setting our goals for the last quarter of the 2017. So I know you've got goals. There are things you definitely want to achieve. If you want, you can hang out with some of the most powerful, brilliant minds in the Brat Club. And you can find out more really about the Brat Club by just going there. And uh, we're getting ready for our, uh, what's it called? We're getting ready for our uh, monthly VIP roundtable conversations. And yes, we're bringing a couple of experts every, you know, once every month on Soul Saturday. And we do what we call 
Let's get naked with the experts. And of course, this is strictly for those, you know, for our VIPs, uh, our VIPs. If you want to get access to the roundtable conversation, don't forget you go to our website and find out how to just become a VIP. And for as little as $4.99 a month, you can become a VIP. So today on the Naked Talk, how to crack the entrepreneur code with my very special guest. Now understand that job security is just a myth and a single mistake could cost you to lose your job. Today's guest left the safe cocoon of the corporate world and jumped into the entrepreneurial world, building his own business, being financially, mentally, and emotionally ill-paid world how to rock their businesses and profit. Now I'm so excited to be joined by my patron. Hello, Jack. Hi, do you hear me? Yes, hi, I'm here. I can hear. The connection is not pretty stable. I don't know why. It's so not stable? Oh, wow. My voice is it's not very stable, so if there's any interruption or somehow my voice was broken off, I would dial in, I would call in, I would do whatever it takes to, to, to stay with the show. To get to it. stay on the show. Okay. But do you hear me? Do you hear me well? Yes, I can. Somehow, I do okay. not know why, when I use the Block Talk Radio, I do have some issues. That's why I'm actually calling in by the number that you have given me. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, but I hear you very yeah. well. I just want to make sure that you hear me well. You hear me well. Do you okay. hear me well? Yeah, okay. I do. Okay, first yes, of all, let I me do, just I say do. good morning yep. to you. Yes, good morning to you, Alice. <laughs> okay, I know there's a bit of delay. I can tell there's a <laughs> Good morning. There was a bit delay. Yeah. I know it's 5 a.m. all the way in Singapore. Today, Jack. That's right. Yes, it's 5 a.m. Saturday morning here in Singapore. Okay. There's a little bit of a delay, so I'm just, you know, there's mm. quite a bit of delay. I don't know if it's the distance between Singapore and <laughs> and and where I am in Africa. Yeah. Well, you all just stay with me. Um, but, you know, welcome to the show, and I'm just so excited to have you here. We've been wanting to talk about so much, and I'm sure that my listeners can't wait to crack this. You know, we really need to crack this. Whether you like it or not, a lot of us are entrepreneurs, irrespective of what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah. you know, we could all look at our, our businesses, really. We could all look at our careers, depending on how we want to look at it as entrepreneurs, one way or another, whether we're small business owners or, you know, we just uh, run our own side hustle or we're solopreneurs or we're mediapreneurs or whatever it is. But let me ask you this. You mm-hmm. worked in the corporate, worked in corporate Singapore for years, so many years. Yeah. At what point did you decide 17. to sort of – oh, wow, 17. So at what point did you decide to transition to entrepreneurship? That happened in 2011 May, and uh, it's really after 17 years, and I decided to jump off the plane. I like to use the phrase to, as a metaphor <laughs> for making a very big decision. Yep. Uh, when you jump off the plane, there, could be only, there can only be one outcome, that is you no longer are in the comfort zone because you're off the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a very mm-hmm. bold decision at that time, mainly because... Uh, I really, I really, really didn't even think of going back to the corporate world. Like I, I spoke to many entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, we call it. It's like the mm-hmm. mindset for them is really, oh, if I leave the corporate world and if I am now in the, if I'm a business owner, and for some reason, mm-hmm. if let's say the business is not a successful business, never mind, I can always go mm-hmm. back. 
So I use the word, I mm-hmm. use the phrase jump off the plane to indicate that there's actually no U-turn. Uh, for me, mm-hmm. that decision happened when I found in the corporate world, two major things happen. It's like two challenges that happened which changed my beliefs. One is mm-hmm. you can be in the business, you can be uh, on a job for a long time, hoping there's such a thing called mm-hmm. job security. And I learned <laughs> that after 10 years of my corporate life, uh, there's actually no such thing. It's a big lesson, mm. but never too late. And number two is mm. uh, you can earn the money you want to earn. Uh, however, because we trade time for money, it means that mm-hmm. we do not have the time for our pursuing our dreams or spending mm-hmm. time with our families because during that time, my kids uh, were still young. And yep, because of these mm-hmm. two reasons, I make that move of jumping out the plane. Wow. Uh, you know, you just said something that really, that really just, you know, stuck in my head. And, that, and that's the truth. We all really trade our time for money, right? And so when you spend so much mm-hmm. time, build, you know, building a career, working for someone else, you don't really have that extra time to even pursue your dreams because most often we all just pick, you know, most people just pick jobs, right, to meet their needs, yeah. and not necessarily because it's their dream, right? And so, so many people yeah. work so hard, they don't have time for family, they don't have time for extracurricular activities or to rest or to recreate or to mm. have fun or to even just go on a vacation or anything because really that time is, you know, you invest so much time trying to build something that you can actually lose you know, at any time. So that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. And I can, say this be- I can say this because even before I became an actress and before I pursued my own career and started my own business, my own, you know, media company, I worked <laughs> for a couple of years, 12 years actually, even though I worked in the family business. It's still, you know, again, like you say, I, I, you know, I was still a staff, like, you know, working and putting the time. But I understand what you're saying because really we work to meet our responsibilities more often than not. People just take jobs to meet their responses. So I think that makes a lot of sense. You said something, you jumped um, off. And, and so let me ask jumped you, there was the no one particular, yeah. jumped off the play, right. So there wasn't any one particular yeah. event that happened. This was just you just getting tired and just realizing, or this was you coming into a realization that, you know what, I've done that, you know, there's no, real, I just want to know, there wasn't any one particular, okay, so let me ask you, when was, the, when was that very mm. moment you picked up the bag or the, I don't know if you jumped with a parachute or you just jumped without one, but at what okay. moment did you decide, you know what, I'm opening this thing and I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> well, put it this way, uh, you mentioned a very, very interesting phrase called jump, jumping out the plane with parachute or without parachute. Obviously, um, the metaphor <laughs> is that we all should have jumped out the plane with parachute. Um, what triggers my mind at that point in time was, um, yeah, is indeed really... After so long, I have seen a lot of my friends in the corporate world. Uh, they actually didn't have the mindset of jumping out the plane. And when I see mm. some of my friends who are, who are stuck in the job, and in their mind, if they're not happy with the job, there could be two things they can do. One is to continue with the job, although being unhappy all the time. Or two, they may choose to jump out, mean to leave the job and move to another job. So in, mm. in, my, in a term that is commonly used, of, used by Robert Kiyosaki, the author of Rich Dad Poor Dad, um, these people are always, mm. always moving around the employment quadrant. So for me, it's like, okay, I think mm. about, I thought about my, my situation. I look at how my friends behave or how they felt. So there's like a lot of accumulations mm-hmm. of emotion that 
make me decide that should I want to have my life like them or should I want to make a change on my life. So really it's accumulation of series of things that triggered that decision of jumping off the plane in May 2011. And to put this into a better perspective. Uh, I'm not sure whether you asked me the question, but I'll just assuming that you answer, you ask that question anyway. Is do I have the parachute <laughs> with me? Uh, I do not have a full load of stuff with me because when I left the corporate world, like people would say that, oh, you must have your plan, you must have a lot of ideas, mm-hmm. uh, you know what exactly you'll be doing. Uh, interestingly, mm-hmm. as I as I mentioned in my book, no, I don't have any plan. I didn't have any ideas of what my first three moves would be. So for the first three months after I left the corporate world, I was sitting in front of my computer. Every single day was thinking one thing, what can I do? <laughs> so the jumping off the plane is not really, really a, uh, is a mentally prepared but not mm-hmm. really physically prepared event. So I always tell my audiences nowadays, please do not repeat my steps. <laughs> or at least learn from a mistake so that you do not really make the same mistake that caused you financial uh, harm mm-hmm. or, or mentally not not useful or yeah. Well, it's it's great that you share that with me, and I think that's why you're here, right? Because, and I guess that's how you crack the code, right? Because you have that experience. You jumped mm. off without a parachute. But, I mean, you're not going to be doing anybody a favor by telling them, oh, jump off without one, too, because you could break your back, right? So you have to tell people that exactly. even though you would advise them to jump off, you're going to advise them to carry a parachute. In other words, they need to plan towards, you know, the business. You know, if you're going to leave your corporate, if you're going to leave your job, then you have to have a plan. Like, you have to definitely know what you're going to do. You're not, you don't want everybody to go through the same mistakes that you have made. And I guess that's... Mm. when you wrote your amazing book. So let me ask you this. What were the initial huddles, right, or hindrances that you experienced, you know, um, just trying to, I mean, like we talked about, you talked about the first three months, <laughs> you sitting in front of your computer mm. and trying to figure out what we were going to mm. do. So let me ask you this. Did you have savings? You know, I know you, you probably didn't have any plan, but did you have, like, savings? Did you have some backup money sitting somewhere waiting to, you know, sometimes some people don't have the ideas, but they've saved for it, mm. right? And some people don't even yep. have the financial, you know, they're not financially ready for it um, or don't even have the money. Mm. A lot of people have picked up themselves from not having even a single dollar to their, to their name or whatever it is. So for you, did you have mm. some financial money saved? Did you have money saved somewhere for a business or you had challenges, you know, financial challenges, even trying to figure, okay. you know, start your own business? What were the huddles you experienced? That's a very interesting question because uh, my money blueprint happens to be a saver. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, if, uh, if I say I do have the financials, yes, because I save, I actually, I actually have the financial resources that allows me to be out of job for a while. And mm-hmm. I just imagine if I were to be another person who is a, whose money blueprint happens to be a, a spender, then that would be mm-hmm. a very big problem. You may obviously, mm-hmm. like Singapore, mm-hmm. Singapore is a very expensive city to live. And if a person says, mm-hmm. I do not have any financials, and yet I want to like pursue my dream, leave the job, and chase for my mm-hmm. money and time freedom, it's simply not mm-hmm. possible. And I mm-hmm. look at my, myself, imagine, imagine I'm a spender, really. I wouldn't have even survived for the first year. Because here, simply, no financial resources. 
There's no mm -hmm. dream that I can talk about. This is a very practical, pragmatic society. And, and mm -hmm. every day, every day uh, to pay the bills and not having the bills, is, is, it can be a pain ass. So really, really, I, I'm fortunate, I was fortunate to have the financial resources to back me up. Really. Okay. This is very, you know, I love that we're having this conversation. This is important because I also think that this is what holds a lot of people back, right? That some mm. people are unhappy mm. with the jobs that they have, and they want to start, maybe they have an idea to start a business, they want to, but they're thinking of the financial security, in a sense. Maybe not a job security, but the financial yeah. security of a monthly income. That, okay, my mm. monthly income might not be all that, it might not be big or special, but at least I know that I get so-so-so amount every month. Now, with a business, mm. I have no guarantees whatsoever. With a new business, or maybe, like you said, the person is a spender, and the person you know, is working from hand to mouth, right? They spend as they end. They don't mm. really have savings, and they have lots of responsibilities, maybe a large family. Again, I'm just saying, especially here in Africa, which is probably not as, you know, maybe, you know, we're very, I mean, Nigeria is a populated country. So, um what advice, because I'm, you know, why, why I'm trying to, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to put this in perspective because I know that most times we, we say to people, hey, you know, you can start your own business right now. What would you say? I mean, like, so are you going to say that the person needs to at least have some savings? Are you going to say that they need to plan towards the start? I mean, if they're going to have to leave or if they want to leave the job, they need to start putting aside some money for their business. Is that, is that, the, is that what you're saying? Well, put this way, nowadays we can always start a business without without any money down mm -hmm. or with very little money down. So obviously, yeah. right now, I can imagine a situation where a person can start a business anytime, anyhow, and anywhere mm -hmm. while he's still on the job. So this is possible mm -hmm. without leaving the job like myself. On the other hand, mm -hmm. if a person follow my path of really jumping out of the plane, then I will strongly advise to for the person to adopt certain um, financial planning. In other words, yes, you have mentioned mm -hmm. the point of having security, having financial security, so that at least the first six months. Or I listened to one of my coaches, and he, he actually challenged me one time. He said that, well, who told you that six months is important, is enough? And he said, in his world, his work, he has a multi-million dollar business. He said, I always prepare mm -hmm. for myself 24 months of cash, just in case I mm. have nothing. I need the cash to survive. So it's somewhere between wow. 6 to 24 um, months seems to be the norms that I'm hearing from people who are on the street and, and also my coach who has a multi-million business. So really you need the money you know, to, to, to keep you alive in this thing. I, I, you know, you just said something, and I, I need to possibly adopt that too. Like, have twenty-four money or you know, mm -hmm. cash, like you know, cash flow for twenty-four for twenty-four months. Because truthfully, anything could happen, right? You could, you know, business might not go mm. the way that you plan or something. So you need to make sure that you have savings enough for two years that you have spending money, things that can you can actually run your life for two years, even if you don't make money for the next two years. I think that, that is so important. And there's something you said, you know, you talked about your coach, and I believe you're talking about a financial coach, right, if I'm, if I'm correct, um, or business coach. Because, you know, uh, it's, 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 something that, it's something that we don't... Business coach, yes. Your business coach, yes. You know, that, yeah. that's one thing that, and that, that, that came to mind because a lot of us are experts. Experts have their own coaches, mm -hmm. right? You know, experts have coaches mm -hmm. have their own coaches, and mentors have their own mentors. And a lot of times, experts, you know, some people don't want to. You know, people don't realize 
yes, this is I don't realize that they need sometimes we we all we all need you know sometimes you might even be great in business, but you might have issues with your relationship and you might need a relationship coach mm-hmm. and you might be mm-hmm. great you know as a business coach, but then you need a financial you know mentor or financial coach we all need coaches, so I'm really happy that you mentioned something and you did you know in reference but let me and I was going to ask you this if you had any coach or guide or influencers or you know mentor who served as guides for you as yeah. you started out so let's let let let's go to the plan like you know how did you now like get yourself how did you start your business and you know what were the steps that you took to basically um get back into you know to basically start your own business and start to earn an income okay so i actually look back my life as to what i'm good at so in the first three months, mm-hmm. obviously while I was looking for opportunities, I looked, uh, was looking for ideas, I, I reflected mm-hmm. like my whole life, what am I good at? Well, I'm good at two things, mm-hmm. which is um, training, mm-hmm. because I've been training in-house or externally for like since year 2000, so it's a very long time. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is mm-hmm. like I'm very good at advising people or, or uh, I'm good at being a consultant. Because this is what exactly mm. my, my, my job role requires. So what happened was that in my mind, if I were to really seriously look for something to do, I'll fall back on training and consulting. And it so happened that after three months, there was one day I remember in September 2011 especially, um, I chanced upon a Singapore Accountant Professional Bodies website and they said they are looking mm-hmm. for trainers. Okay, so mm. trainers is one thing. So I actually knocked the door and ask them, okay, I want you to become one of the trainers because I need to start somewhere. So basically, mm-hmm. they said, yep, um, you can be one of our trainers, but here's a challenge. They actually gave me a list of the existing courses available. And they said one thing, mm-hmm. if you want to be a trainer, look for the list of the courses, tell me one of the gaps that you can identify and create a program and fill the gap. If you are able to do it, mm-hmm. you'll be one of our trainers. So it's not like I want to mm. apply and they will take me on board. It's actually give me a challenge. <laughs> but never mind, I said, mm. well, there's no harm, no foul. So I just take the opportunity, come up with a course, and then from then on, that spins off into a lot of other opportunities, either with the, mm. with the same organization or with other, mm. other companies. And that training business mm-hmm. has been thriving since that time. So it's not an easy journey, but you know what? Like in business, we always said you just need one opportunity, mm-hmm. one, opportunity one deal, mm-hmm. and you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. So yep, 2011 September, that challenge which I have happily taken on board had given me the given me the the, the taste of success in my training career. So mm-hmm. was that how you started the WHM Consulting, if I'm correct? Yeah, this is my okay. legal entity. Um, this is for legal reasons. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Okay, great. So you started consulting, and I, and I, you know, I've been watching like your videos, and you do a lot of powerful trainings, right? So I see how, and so oh it, let me guess, in oh. this you. <laughs> so let me see. So in this, you help, uh, um, you help people double their. 
their, you know, their profits and, you know, turn their sales team to a sales force and you help people triple their income. Because I see, like, you know, you do all these powerful trainings and people have made, you know, said great things about your trainings and why Jack is the man to make things happen for, you, for them and all. And, you know, you said something, like, and I think, and I say this, I want to say this so that the listeners understand, like, when you're going to leave your job mm. and start a business, right, you have to tap to that thing you're passionate about, that thing that you're good at. You said it, like, you know, you, ha- you, you have to ask yourself, what am I good at, Jack, right? And you realize that you're good yep. at training and consulting. And so you have to mm. find opportunities around those things that you're good and you created your own business and created your own consulting company and have been, you know, working Mm. with big companies and other entities now training their corporate staff and all of that. Okay, so here's what we're going to do, Jack. Let's take a a bit of commercial. Let's go to a quick quick musical break, right? And uh, we'll Mm. be back. Don't go anywhere. Just stay there for a quick musical break. Uh, Now, this this is uh, Don't... This is Don't by Scott Crocop. Now, Scott Crocop was a guest on this show when, two years ago, and, uh, and he was also one of our special guests on our live anniversary. So this is Don't. Enjoy, and we'll be back. Every day, ebbs and flows, like an open wound. That can never close But believe me It's only motivated me Cause I'll never quit Will I ever know Down in me Is it advisable Follow me See the impossible Don't believe me You're 
Okay, we're back. Oh my goodness. Uh, talk about the gods of technology. Uh, just really, really, really trying to mess up my very amazing conversation with my guest who's been here um, on the show. Well, if you're just tuning in, guys, this is still the Naked Talk with Alex Okoroji. And yes, we're all the way in Africa, so understand that we do have some technical issues sometimes. I mean, we're doing a three-way. First of all, I'm live in Africa. I'm in Lagos, Nigeria. The station is in New York, and my guest is all the way in Singapore. So talk about a three-way. Hi, Jack. Hello, Jack. Hello. Yes, hi. Finally, we are back. Just before we went to that musical break, that kicked me <laughs> out. Um, you know, you had been talking about just um, how you started your, um, how you, you know, figured, got yourself back on track, right? And how you started your business and, you know, the very pivotal question you asked yourself, which is, what am I good at, right? What am I passionate about? And that's how you, you know, got mm-hmm. your leeway into trainings, and you started your own training and consulting mm-hmm. company, WHM, um, if I'm correct. Yeah. Okay, so let, yeah. let's um, – okay, great. So what are the – I know that, you know, for example, as, a, as someone who was working in a 9-to-5, who had a corporate job as, you know, working in a 9-to-5, and now an entrepreneur and a business owner, there are obviously certain habits, right, that – I mean, you shift, obviously, from different mental phases, right? And you shift different habits. Mm-hmm. So were there any habits that you had to change? You know, were there habits that you changed that probably played a major role, in, that now play a major role in your business um, or has become an important part of your business and is also part of your success? Were there any habits that you changed? Well, honestly, um, when, I was, as a, when, I was, when I was an employee, I'm living by my boss' schedule or my client's schedule. So I don't have any mm. control of what I want to do each day because my job is just, mm. in the corporate world, my job is just to deliver solutions to a client. Well, you ask me, is there any change <laughs> right now? Well, honestly, I'm still providing solutions to clients, so to that extent, it's still mm-hmm. the same. But yet, I really, really would say that the one fundamental change one of the fundamental changes is really to incorporate time of incorporate time into my learning, my uh, uh, my my learning, my advancement of skill. With, because in the past, honestly, yes, I went for training, in-house training by offered by the company, but they are always always very mm-hmm. technically based. Whereas right now, mm-hmm. like I'm going for training from uh, that's offered by other people. I actually look at both the technical part, which is important still, and also I'm looking at the personal development space. So I would say that the, personal, the incorporation of the personal development space into my schedule mm-hmm. is a very important one because like when we are, mm. when we are so called out of the job, I'm, I'm so proud of telling people in Singapore that, well, you know what, I've been out of jobs for many years and people will ask, are you insane, crazy? You are, also how poor thing you have been, mm-hmm. you are out of job, you are unemployed. Um, that is, of course, another story. Mm-hmm. It's just meant to be a joke. But the <laughs> point is that um, there's so much we have to learn each day in order to keep our business going and thriving. And one thing I learned mm-hmm. from my coaches is, well, you can learn all sorts of business skills. You can learn marketing, branding. Yet it comes to mm-hmm. your, our, my own downtime. How do I manage my emotion? How do I manage any mm-hmm. setbacks? Because journeys of an entrepreneur is really ups and downs. There's no smooth one way up. 
So the question is really how do I handle my emotion? How do I handle setback? How do I, I ha- handle, handle clients' complaint? Because there are. So I learned also to incorporate my, in my own schedule the all sorts of personal development tra- training, um, making sure that my emotion, my energy is always up to the, up to the standard so that I can deal with clients' request. So that would be, I would call the fundamental shift or major change into my in my habits nowadays. You know, I I think and and I'm, you know I'm always happy that I ask this question, <laughs> even though I never really thought about it. Um, sure. You know, so you inculcate in self development into the work that you do. Obviously, has affected gravely mm. affected what your uh, how your business is thriving, how you are thriving as a business owner. And I think that a lot of the times people don't mm. really think about it. Like you mentioned something about how you manage your emotions and how important it is to have emotional intelligence in business. Yes, mm. because sometimes mm. if you don't manage yeah. your emotions, for example, you can act out, <laughs> right? Act out or act under to your clients or your audience or your mm-hmm. tribe, depending on what it is. A typical example would be what happened right now on the show, right? So I got kicked out of my show, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> right? By the network. <laughs> and yes. I yes. either have to come into it with a positive attitude, right? And say, hey, you know, I'm all the way in Africa. Or I can decide to have be broody mm-hmm. or be also, you know what, Jack, sorry, we're canceling the show because it's not working anymore. So I guess having, you know, itself, inculcating that, obviously, is um, necessary for all of us. It doesn't matter what we do. We all have to develop ourselves, right? Um, <laughs> right? Mm, so exactly. I think that, you know, just a, exactly. you know, just the fact that you do that and, and that you practice that is so, so amazing. Okay, so what would be, let's say, you know, can you think of what are things that you're doing, are there things that you're doing now? I know that you said you're inculcating self-development, mm. uh, but is there any particular exercise or thoughts, maybe any particular thoughts or habits oh. or something that you do now that is important that you must do every time, that is one sure. of your major practices, something that you do that the listeners can benefit and try? Well, I actually do two things regularly and mm-hmm. um, just for your audience benefits because there was one time when I was on another show, people, I mean, the host asked me, so are you talking about what exactly are you talking about on self de- on, on on personal development? Are you talking about mm-hmm. working on yourself physically? I said, well, this, I'm not talking mm-hmm. about like personal or physical training. It's actually our mental, our emotional mm-hmm. training to develop ourselves training. so that we mm-hmm. can raise our self-esteem, raise our self-confidence, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So there's personal mm-hmm. development. So what I do is mm-hmm. basically every day I am doing something called a gratitude exercise. Uh, early in the morning, mm-hmm. um, basically to list down that I'm grateful for. And I will stress mm-hmm. one thing here because some people actually said, well, you know what, I can actually do it mentally. I can picture the image. Mm-hmm. I said, no, it's not good enough mm-hmm. because when you want to evolve in the whole, in wholeness, I call it wholeness, you need to involve mm-hmm. all your senses. So you, need to, you can visualize mm-hmm. it, you can say it out loud, but most importantly, it's really mm-hmm. pick up a pen, Pick up a piece of paper write and scribble or write this down. Yeah, I mean, we mm-hmm. solve all the visual, auditory, kinesthetic. And my coach actually is a big, big, big thing. He has, has a, he's very big on this graduate exercise and make us, make us the, the try to do this every day. So there's one. And the other part is my coach also requires us 
um, to do this thing called clearing exercise. Like when we do training, I notice that a lot of times, why a trainer, uh, we call it the clearing, C-L-E-A-R-I-N-G, okay, clearing. the clearing process. But yeah, clearing okay. process. Clearing process, in short, is, is like we suck in a lot of the negative emotions when we do training, mm. when participants express the emotion or use the emotion, and who is going to suck all this emotion? Us. Mm, mm, so if we mm. are absorbing or sucking all this negative emotion each and every day in our training and we mm. do not have the avenues to release them, that would be one thing. Mm. Just imagine like those finally has come to the eruption stage and think disaster happens. Mm-hmm. So the clearing process mm. allows us to find ways to release all this negative emotion so that we, we are mm. clean, we are cleared, and we can, mm. we can continue our journey of changing people's life. So I'm mm. required to do this on a monthly basis with my clearing coach, who is based in Phoenix, mm. Arizona. So these are mm. two things I have to do. It's part of, it's part of the tribe's requirement, because I belong to a tribe, and we are all mm-hmm. practicing the same thing. Um, you know, okay, so there are three things I picked now. The first thing, uh, you know, the two exercises that you perform on a daily, which I think, which I, in fact, am so grateful that you said that because I agree with you. The first one you mentioned, um, your, um, what's it called, gratitude exercise, right? A daily gratitude exercise. I believe a lot in I believe a lot in gratitude. I believe a lot in being thankful for just your mm-hmm. experiences or what you get or how far each day has gone. I, I actually do. I believe in that. And I believe in – actually, there's something you mentioned about listing. In my, in, my, in my mastermind, you know, every Monday we have what we call goal listing Monday. And it means that you have to write mm. down. So I, I believe in the power of writing mm. down. Yes, it's important. You can visualize – you know, what you want, you can visualize what your goals are, you can picture and all of that, but it's so important because when you put it down in words, then they really come to life, then you don't forget, then you you have something to go back and tick off your list, then you, so goal list, listening is very, very important, I think that the listeners can really benefit from this thing you just shared right now, Um, so I, I, you know, I'm very thankful that you you said that, and you talked about, you talked about the clearing practice or the clearing exercise, that one, I I would I think mm-hmm. we all need it, you know, even me as an actress, you know, because we're talking about fucking in emotions, right? So sometimes you have to play roles, mm-hmm. some very deep, powerful mm-hmm. roles that that are not you. So it's kind of like you, you know, you spend months, you know, months or weeks taking on a character that is so not you, and those characters sometimes are diverse in. Either in, you know, just their, their internalize, you, you internalize all these things and you see yourself becoming something and someone. And sometimes you need to separate yourself after the end of the job. You have to separate mm. yourself from those emotions. And I think that even as entrepreneurs every mm. day, I know that you belong to a tribe, but I think we can all learn from you this, that we all need clarity. I mean, every day when you, after every each experience, right, you need to separate yourself from the day's experience or take away, take off the energy, whatever energy that went with that day. If you lost money that day or you had a bad day or you dealt with a bad client or whatever emotions you, even if you were in customer care or doing customer service or whatever it is, I, I guess that we can all find ways to practice these things and tie it up to our own lifestyle or our own business or our own practice depending on what we do. So I think you've shared two very valuable um, things. And you also mentioned a tribe. Why I love that you're doing this. I mean, you're obviously 
a, I mean, you're a serial entrepreneur, you're a business coach, and you have a best-selling book, and we'll talk about your book, right, you know, in a the, in the few minutes. Um, sure. But you're not, mm-hmm. you're, you're not ashamed, I mean, to say, I mean, you're happy, you're not, you're not, I mean, you're okay with letting us know that you have a coach, you have a clearing, you know, you have a clearing coach, and you have coaches, and you belong to mm-hmm. a tribe. And people don't understand mm-hmm. that they need a tribe. Most business oh, owners think that they can okay. do it on their own. And success is not a one-man journey, right? Success is not a solo trip. Nope, you have to go nope. with other people. You need other people to help you to achieve it. What people don't realize is that they need yep. a tribe. They need coaches. They need mentors. They need support system. They need people holding their hands, people cheering mm-hmm. them on. You need people to do things with so you don't feel like you're alone on the journey because I know that entrepreneurship can feel like a very lonely road, can, like a very lonely journey. So you said things just mm-hmm. in the conversation we're having. I'm thinking some very, some very, very important things that I, I really feel um, – like unnecessary. So let me ask you this: When you, um, sure, when you think about, like, for example, you consult for a couple of com- for for a number of businesses and and, and companies, and, and and I'm sure you have employees and partners and people you work with and collaborators. What do you look for in these people? What do you look for? What is the basic thing as a business owner, someone who owns, you know, and somebody who is obviously on the you know successful and on the path of success? What do you look for in your collaborators? Or what do you look for in the people that you partner with, the people that you consult for, or the employees? That I mean, are there any basic characteristics, things that you think are that are so important for you, and things that are you, okay, are, are deal breakers for you? Like, I just want to, you know. Sure, I personally do not believe the employee concepts because employee get mm-hmm. paid, but they may not give in the hundred mm-hmm. percent effort. So I do not have any employees. Mm-hmm. What I deploy is a system of intrapreneurs. Basically, the word intrapreneur mm. is making the employees feel, them, feel that they are the owner of the business so that they really mm. work hard to get the results and they deserve the commission, they deserve the remuneration they get. So this is a very mm. interesting concept and it's more powerful than getting someone employed. That's, that's, that's one thing. Mm. The second thing is what I'm, who I'm looking for to, to partner, collaborate. Um, many people will say that, well, I'm looking for people who can do the work for me, uh, who can actually execute the task when I want to. I mean, it is as well as saying that mm-hmm. I'm looking for employees. So I do not have that mindset. What I'm actually looking for is mm-hmm. people who share the same vision, the same, uh, com- mm-hmm. uh, same, same vision to start with. It's like, this is the path that I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm moving forward to. Uh, would you like to come along with me? So if you say mm-hmm. yes, then the next thing I'm looking for is, again, the tribe requires a set of rules, and we don't call it rules for the sake of compliance purposes. We call it, we have, mm-hmm. a, fra- uh, we have a phrase for that. It is called the code of honor, mm. or C-O-H-O shocks. Mm. So the code of honor is basically a set of rules that each member of the tribe or in, this, in a particular project, the team members agree with each other that will follow this set of rules and if there's ever chance that somebody breaks the rule, uh, the core owner will provide mechanism to allow people to be caught or to call another person direct and to fix any broken agreement ASAP. So mm-hmm. the core mm-hmm. owner is something that I can, I can put in on the on, on table and I can tell immediately, immediately whether the person is really, really saying what he means it. 
Because many times I would mm-hmm. say, like, if I'm looking for 10 people, and potentially they would say, well, yeah, I like your vision. I like what you do. Can I join your project? Can I join mm-hmm. can, I, can I join the collaborate with you? When mm-hmm. I put mm-hmm. the board of honor on table, which consists of 34 rules, one out of 10 mm-hmm. people will still be there. The rest will all have, mm-hmm. have a small mm-hmm. away or have gone somewhere because they couldn't commit to mm-hmm. the 34 rules. So, so mm-hmm. I can tell who is, more, who is committed, who is not. That is a very powerful process for me to filter out who is not pushing me on my team and, and those who mm. are really saying yes and I agree to follow the rules. These are the golden boys or golden girls that I will cherish and make sure both, our, both parties will be successful. This is my process. Wow. You know, the things that you share here, they feel like they're so simple, but they're not. And they feel like they're things we should know, but we don't. Um, so let me first talk about you know, the, the, the word entrepreneur. So you don't believe, and I like that, because you can't be the person who left an employment to come back to now start employing people, you yes. know, to get people to, so that's like employing people. That's like, right, that's almost like yes. um, you're a hypocrite in a sense. So I love that you do get to work with people, but you call them entrepreneurs, right? So these are people that you feel they mm. work with you, feel like they have a stake, they have a stake in your business, they work at a commission. So the more they put in, the more they get, right? They feel like they yeah, are right. mini business owners, they're mini business owners in the business that you're creating. That makes a lot of sense. I like, I like the mm. idea of that. I really like you know, the powerful. But I also Thank like you. the code Thank of you. conduct. Or, you know, the code of, you know, what is it, the code of conduct or whatever. Oh, I don't know, but the code, you right? Like code the code of honor. honor. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> the code yeah. of honor. Okay, so I like the code of honor. And that is so important because a lot of mm. the times we, we know the power of collaboration. We know the power of having people to mm. work with. We know the power of aligning with people and having joint ventures and having people to work with. But one of the biggest issues that most people have is finding the right people. How do you find the right people? How do you see who, mm. you know, who is really serious about working with you? Half of the time, nine, you know, 70% of the people who come in are just people who just really want to take advantage or are opportunists who are not really willing to commit or really willing to do the job. Yeah. So... I think yes. that it's really smart that you have this code of honor that helps you seek out these people. And that makes a lot of sense. So yep. you put all these things on the table, and anybody who doesn't meet those requirements, who doesn't meet, who's not ready to fulfill them, obviously isn't really interested in collaborating with you. And that's a great way of getting the, sifting out the weed from the shaft, or how they call it. Yes. So I think that that is so, yes. so, so... So amazing. Um, okay, guys. Well, if you're just if you're listening, if you're just joining us on the Naked Talk, I'm having a very great, amazing conversation with my guest Jack H.M. Wong, who's joining me live all the way from Singapore. He is a serial entrepreneur. He is a business coach, an international speaker. He's also the author of the best-selling book, um, Cracking the Entrepreneur Code, and he is the CEO of WHM Consulting, if I'm correct. Well, Jack, first of all, I'm just, having, yes. I'm just enjoying having you here on this show. So let's talk about your book. Let's talk about your book. Mm. Now you wrote a book sure. called Cracking the Entrepreneur Code. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, yes. okay, what is this man going to talk, you know? And obviously the book, you know, was an Amazon bestseller. And obviously the book is changing lives and impacting people. And you obviously found a secret, found something that, you know, people – People struggle with every day. People want to become business owners. They want to become entrepreneurs, but definitely don't know how to crack that code. So 
Um, what hmm. is, you know, tell us about this book and why did you decide to write this book? And you know, just give us a little bit more details on you know, just what, what's inside this book. Okay. So to start with, the conversation actually went back to one seminar which I attended in 2014, June. That was a while ago. And that is actually a seminar about publishing a book. And that's how I met my publisher. And the publisher in the seminar asked a couple of questions, which I still can remember. He asked, number one, how many of you actually have a message within you that you seriously want to share with the rest of the world? Many hands were up. He then asked, good. Second question, how many of you have this message inside for a long time? In fact, then you start asking further further details, like five years, with some hands up, <laughs> 10 years, some hands up. And when it comes to 15 years, my hands up. I say, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like the question hit my subconscious mind and say, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I've been like, I, I, when I was young, because of my profession, I was a lawyer. I'm a lawyer by training. So I, I have the ability to, to write. I have no problem writing. So at, while I was a child, I did think about like maybe one day I would be an author. And about a decade ago, I said, well, I will, let, me, let me try. Let me try the idea of being an author. So I said, okay, I will be writing a book, but never get it done. So that, is, that was my many years ago. So when, when this publisher, who is now my coach, said, well, you know what? If you have such a message hidden, in your, hidden with you, within you for so long, that's your duty to get this freaking message out. So I said, okay, how do I do that? So that's why after attending the seminar, I agreed, I agreed to, to work with the publisher, come out cracking the entrepreneur code in really 10 months. Because one thing of myself I know is wow. I am a competitive person in nature. And in the seminar, mm -hmm. the coach says, well, I, have a, I have a system that allows a person to finish writing a book in 40 hours. So science is interesting, interesting because many people, when they pick up 40 hours, correct? So when most people actually pick up the pen, the writer's block issue comes in, they will take their break, they will take their time, and they will never finish writing the book, or even one chapter for that matter. So my coach says, 40 hours, you can actually finish a book. That sounds interesting. And I was, think, I was thinking, mm, is it possible for me to beat the system so that I can even finish <laughs> my book earlier. So cracking entrepreneur code is, is a result of, first of all, the, the message that my coach asks things in very well. And two is I want to beat the system of finish writing the book with be, uh, uh, not more than 40 hours. So two things, mm. like they add to add up, adding up together so cracking on, I mean, cracking the entrepreneur code was a product of 16 hours, which doesn't even involve any ghost writer. It was actually my writing 16 hours. And how did I do that within such a short period of time is because that is a reflection of my three years, my first three years of my journey. And I summarized the lessons I've learned. I called it, I called them the seven P principle. And this is how the book was born. 16 hours listed down seven P principles representing my first wow. years of my entrepreneurship journey. So 
So that is that is the total that's the total rationale of this book. I mean if people ask me what is this book about, that is what I would tell people. Wow. So this book is has 70 principles that you figured out in the first three years of starting your business. And you wrote this book in 16 hours. Jeez. Okay, I think you need to take me on a private, um, I think you need to take me on a private class because I want to write my, (laughs) I need to write my (laughs) next book in in 16 hours. Sure. (laughs) Trust me. Yes. It it took me way longer than that to write my first book. It took me way longer than that to write my second. Oh my God, I would love to know how you did that. I'm sure we'll talk about that. If I were to just show you one thing, (laughs) if I just show you one thing, you think 16 hours is a very short period of time. I was thinking that nobody can beat me, but I met one of my friends who is a business owner in Malaysia. Last year, she's a lovely lady, and she actually wrote her book in 15 hours by herself. What? So 15 hours is too long, <laughs> yes. So my next target wow. is to come up with a book that I can finish writing in six hours. So I'm going to figure out one way to beat the system. <laughs> it can be done. Like all the enough says, if it is possible, it is always a question of how I do it. So I go for mm. six six hours. How do I do that? So that is my next goal: six hours to write a book. Six hours to write a book. Damn. Okay. Be <laughs> I would People love to be crazy with this. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about. I I know you said that the book has a couple of principles, things that you learned. You know, and the. Um, would you like to share like three of the principles with us? What are the three principles, things that you obviously experienced or learned or basic things that, you know, happened in the three years of starting, the first three years, first three years of starting your business? Okay, so the first thing is, I mean, the first P is about passion, uh, which is basically mm. what I've said earlier about, like, I look for what I'm good mm-hmm. at, and then I, I, I will tap on my strength to start a business based on what I'm good at. So passion is a word which is overly used by mm. many people, and yet uh, my way of defining passion is not really something like okay. In order to start a business, you must find a passion. If, if you if you if you if you if you go if you go back to what I said earlier, I actually look for what I'm good at. Not I'm it's mm. not like what I'm passionate about. So I learned I learned mm. one very important lesson. Passion is something that has been with us. It's something that is within, not something that I need to look mm. out for from it's external without. sources. Mm. So that is a very big lesson. And I've, I've actually got some further insights about passion discovery formula, which I can do it if I have time. Uh, but then the mm-hmm. second principle is about the mission, the purpose. So I use the word purpose, which is chapter two. Chapter two purpose is about mm-hmm. like you have the passion, but passion does not really make you money. Because you can do something, mm-hmm. like I like to tease my, my daughter, one thing, my daughter who is age 12, one thing, I say, mm-hmm. your passion is writing books. Okay, good, because my, my daughter happens to be a, a pub, uh, uh, an author of two published books already at the age of 12. So, <laughs> so it's very interesting. Oh, wow. So I wow. One day, I asked her one day, so have you, if you're writing book, two books already, why are you, what, what, is the, what is the purpose of writing this book? And she tells me, for fun. Mm-hmm. So I learned that having a passion <laughs> on, about doing something, it doesn't make you any money how do you pay your bills. Mm. So I realized mm. in my entrepreneurship journey is it's important for us to know why we do what we do. So what is why? Mm. So therefore, I learned over the years that for whatever I'm doing, 
that must be in support of my why. My why is about improving mm-hmm. the quality of lives of other people. So it's not really about making money. It's about, first of all, mm. improve the quality of lives of people. Mm-hmm. And if I'm able to execute my, 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 my why based on this principle, so that money will come. Because yeah, I'm, yeah, so I'm a very big believer mm. of what Bud Minister, Dr. Bud Minister Fuller says. If you mm. know your why, Money is the money is the result of knowing <laughs> why, and you will come just like that. Second chapter. So the mm-hmm. last P I would like to mention, since I've given three P's, um, the last P is mm-hmm. about people. I think we have talked about mm-hmm. about having a coach or mentor. So mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know. Hence, I'm a very big or uh, firm believer of finding people who have done something that I won't do before and be able to tell mm-hmm. me exactly how can I do it so that it shortens my learning mm-hmm. curve. Uh, I always tell my clients mm-hmm. that we all have 24 hours a day. And incidentally, if someone says he or she has 40 hours, I will also want to learn from the person. But it's not true. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, in order for us to run our task effectively and learn and know what we have to do, it is important to get a coach on board. And ask by just asking a coach one question, Rather than you spending the next four or five hours or even one year to figure out what you will need to figure out, that would be a lot faster for us to achieve the results that we want. So the three Ps, once again, passion, purpose, and people, chapter one, chapter two, chapter seven, will be, my, will be always my three Ps that I will talk about in the interest of time. Wow, wow, wow. This is very powerful. It's very, it sounds very, but it's very powerful. And believe me, I'm in the, I'm the one who's always in awe of the small things. But you said, you know, something, passion, purpose, yeah. people, and I believe in those three things, by the way. I believe a lot in them. So Thank let's, you. you know, go um, mm. chapter one, chapter two, and chapter seven. Passion, you said something about passion, and right. you're so right. You know, there's something you, that caught me about what you, how you define passion. A lot of the times people think that passion is, something that they wish that they, you know, something that they can go out and learn, they can go out and find, something they want to do, but necessarily yeah, don't know exactly, how to. Exactly. Just exactly, that you're yes, saying yes. that passion is something that passion. you know how yeah. to. They have to look out for passion when passion mm. needs to be within. So that is so strong. Yeah and so poignant because a lot of the times you see people who are trying to do things that they don't know like you're not a great <laughs> like okay you're not a writer right why and your passion how can your passion be writing if you understand it's not within you now have to try mm. to want to you know figure out how to be a singer or a rapper when you know you're not mm. one I, I get I, I, so yeah. you want to start a business that isn't you know about something you clearly don't know anything about, and you may not know anything about, but it's not even something that is in within you, right? So that's 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 that takes mm. a lot. It's that's a long learning curve because you don't have the skill already. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's something that you already have skills for, or that you have a talent for. I love that you you really really define that because I think a lot of people get confused about what passion is. They just go, "Is that thing? I've always wanted to do this thing. Do you have the skill for it? If so I you identify just passion. One more to add one more thing about. Yeah, sure. So you have to just add on one mm-hmm. thing, which is a very, very, very interesting realization. If I were to put a timeline, past, present, and future, if you look at passion, mm-hmm. a lot of people who do not know what we have just said will be looking for passion <laughs> from present to future. 
Whereas passion to mm. me from my learning experience is looking at the present point from the back. From past. It's like looking back, oh, mm. I now know mm. this is my passion. So if you look at the timeline mm. this way, it's very easy to understand. Passion is within, not like something is without. A timeline now. I is, love what you just... The latest, the latest, latest invention that I have to explain what passion is like. I love this. I really, really love this. This is this conversation is getting so amazing. Oh, I love that you talk about the timeline oh of passion God. because you can track it back. You can track it back from the past, right, to the present mm. and to the future. And this is amazing mm. because when I was yeah. I was a guest on the show and I was saying something about why I left the business, managing my family business, and wanted to chase my you know, my art and chase my love for the art and my artistry because everything I do today didn't start today. It didn't start right now. These are things that I've been doing since I was a child, right? From while I was in child, oh, from while I was in elementary yep. school, while I was in elementary school to high school to the, you know, I was always one of, member of a drama club, the music club, the press club. I was writing from there, representing the school at Leeds, you know, represent playing performing in front of, you know, the entire school. So everything that I'm doing today, whether as an actress or as a radio host or as a writer, as an author, these are not things that started in the last five years or in the eight years. These are skills, things, passion. These are things that I've had for me from, the, from when I was a child growing up. I was writing short stories and in my class and my entire teachers would read. And mm. so I spent so long trying to do something else. You know, thinking that I would be a doctor mm -hmm. and thinking that I would run my <laughs> my family business because I went, you know, I went to school and <laughs> I was in the sciences and I did physics and I thought I was going to be, and everybody wanted me to be a doctor. And then I was suppressing something that I already was, who I was. So I like your definition of this and talking about timeline, that the easiest way to track your passion is to look back at the past and see what is something that has been consistent in your life, right? Now, you as an, an mm. author, you know, writing your book, Writing your book obviously wasn't a mistake. It's not something that you just decided. This is something you've always wanted to do. You'd had that message in you 15 years. You've always, as a lawyer, writing is something that you do easily. Yeah. But, you know, you just probably, you know, mm -hmm. suppressed it because you had a career and you were focused on your job, that you forgot that you had the passion of, you know, just writing and sharing knowledge, impacting, impacting knowledge and, you know, impacting people with, you know, the information that you have. So I think that this is so brilliant. If there's anything that anybody should take away from this conversation, it's definitely that. <laughs> then you Thank also, you. Talk, then you also you. talked about purpose. And it's funny that you talked about purpose because today I was having a conversation with my assistant and I was telling him why it's mm. so important to know the why, right? So you, now that you're saying this, it okay. just feels like it's very auspicious because you're talking about your why. It's so important mm. to know why you're in business or why you do what you're doing, what is the driving force behind the reason you operate the way you operate or why, what are, why you're serving in the world. We all need to know what our why is. And I was just saying to him that even as how we raise children, you know, when we tell our kids, don't do this, don't do that, we forget to tell them the why, like why they shouldn't do it. So that, because that is where the message, that's where the lesson is. Like people forget to ask questions why, you know, or know the why, or know the purpose of something, or the purpose of a statement, the purpose of an action, the purpose of a belief. Like, so I really feel that, you know, this mm -hmm. is really important as business owners. Why? What drives you, right? So if you're in business to make mm -hmm. money, then you, I guess that defines the choices you will make. And if you're in, in business to create impact, like you said, you know, you're all about creating impact. And if you do your job well, creating that impact, it will bring the money. So that yep, is, and right. people, so we talk about people. 
and you talk about people and, you know, mm. how important it is to have coaches, mentors, and just the right people to shorten our learning curve. I think that is something that a lot of people really need to understand. Why spend 20 mm. hours or 20 years trying to figure out one thing when you can find somebody who has already figured it out, who can help you shorten your learning time by just helping you, mm. right, sharing their own experience or teaching you yep. what's training you or teaching you what you need to do so you don't have to spend the exact same time or even more time trying to figure it out all by yourself. Mm. So this is so, so important. I think for business yep. owners, um, people are afraid to say, hey, this person has already been in that business. Can you be my mentor? Can you coach me? Mm. I know you already have done this exact same business and you know more about it than me. Why don't, I would love for you to mentor me and show me how to get this done. Or oh, you've been doing this, would you show me? So I mm. think that you say some things that are so important because we need people. We definitely need people. And I like that even though you're an expert and you're a coach and you're a business coach and you're a successful business person, you're here still talking about your own coach and your own mentor and all yeah. the things that are driving. And that is something yeah. that we as people definitely um, really need to. Oh, my God. You know, I love, you know, I really love just having you here on the show. And I know we don't have so much time left. We have just <laughs> about eight minutes to yeah. uh, wrap That's this right. show up. But let me ask you this. What do you do, like, um, what do you do when um, you, um, when you want to, like, for example, I know that business owners, as a business owner or as an entrepreneur, we are definitely clogged up with so much to do. There's not enough time in the day. Well, mm. we always believe there's no, not enough time to mm. add, not enough, right? And there's so much to do. There's always yep, a decision right. to make. How do you recharge? And then we feel drained in the process, right? So how do you recharge yourself? And I think I probably already know the answer. <laughs> I'm just joking. But you know, just from the things you've been sharing with me. What do, you, what do you do to recharge yourself, you know, from feeling drained or when you're feeling drained? Touching my tribe. Have clearing process, what did you say? which is important. Clearing, I know. Uh, okay, two <laughs> I said things. it and I, I clearing, and you know the answer. You know the answer. Yeah, <laughs> clearing process is still important. But having said that, it's like mm -hmm. when I have uncertainty, when I want to mm -hmm. make sure that I am doing the right things, I will talk to my tribe. Let them know, okay, this, I'm, mm -hmm. this is something that I'm planning. Uh, any feedback, mm -hmm. any comments. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, like for, for me to figure out myself, making sure that what I say is right, ask another person for a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Maybe the person can give me something. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, well, that is true. I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that is what I would do. Mm -hmm. When I'm in downtime, typically, typically I would not want to talk. To, when I'm really in downtime, downtime can be, can be like I need time to to really consolidate mm -hmm. my thoughts or I need to I need mm -hmm. to do some reading or it's basically my mm -hmm. like feeding mind mind feeding time. So I will actually pick up a book. Like I just finished reading a book. I mean the book is called The Ego is the Enemy. My coach asked me to read this and I was epiphany after 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 reading the first few chapters <laughs> because the the all actually said one thing is like, you know what? If you are chasing for passion it doesn't you doesn't make you long uh, it doesn't make you make you uh, last long in your business this is like mm. this is exactly what i've been talking about because you need the purpose you need to know your why so that you are able mm -hmm. to keep the business surviving or thriving long long term so i said yeah this is true so sometimes when i read a book i'll get these kind of messages to reinforce what i've been mm -hmm. doing is correct or you add it onto mm -hmm. the toolbox and say 
wow, this is the way mm-hmm. to explain passion and purpose. There is actually mm-hmm. a very big difference between the two pieces. So this is what I, mm. I, I do for myself. Yeah, many things. Wow, <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I like that. So when you you need you feel injured and you need to you talk to your tribe, you ask. And I have we have Ask Tuesdays in my bra club as well. So it's important to ask. Ask for help. Ask yep. for ideas. Ask for information. Ask for feedback. It's so important. People just think they can just run on their own. Yep. When you have an idea, just go and do it. Right? Mm. You can't just go and do it. You can't take those kind of. Sometimes you need to get feedback, whether it is from your clients or your customers mm. or your collaborators or your partners or your support tribe. Right? You 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 need to just mm. ask for opinions and and get. And sometimes those opinions will validate what you're already doing. So sometimes you realize, okay, I'm on the right track. And sometimes they bring ideas that you never mm. even thought of or things that you never considered. So as a business owner, sometimes it's okay to just ask for for you know an extra opinion. It doesn't mean that you have to follow through but at least you have an idea of what other people yep. think about your idea whether it's workable whether you need to yep. tweak it a little bit or whether you just need to fly with it so that is so important and you know you talked about i like this book i need to find out who the author is the ego is the enemy I, and it's so true you know there's nothing like having someone like you like a business owner who's very we need to understand like you said you read books and sometimes in reading books so listening to something or listening to a training you can never know too much right you don't know everything so we're all like mm. the, you know my my dad used to say something that learning is from birth to death the only time you stop learning is actually when you die <laughs> so it's it's the truth, you know, from learning to, from birth to death. So, you know, we don't know everything. We can't know everything. And sometimes what we read and we we read, we get other people's perspective. And like you said, you can either add it to your toolbox as, you know, one of your resources, or it can also validate something you already know, something you're already practicing or something you're already teaching others to do. So I, I agree a lot with you on that. Jack, this has been such a great, amazing conversation. I've loved having you here and, you know, and you just, you know, giving me light bulbs in my head, and I'm sure you're giving the listeners light bulbs, and I would love to bring you back again on the show for a roundtable conversation with other experts. Like, it would be nice to just bring you back on one of those. I hope you, you'll come <laughs> you'll come back on the show. Sure. Anytime. My, my pleasure to help you all try. Okay, great. So let me ask you this. Where can the listeners find you? I mean, if they want to get your book, uh, Cracking the Entrepreneur Code, because I know that, I mean, if you've given us three delicious peas already, we have about 60, how many, how many mm. more peas left to, to, to ingest? I don't so know. Four if they want to get a yeah. <laughs> If they, if they want to get your... Okay, so to get me, to, to get me, a couple of ways. Number one is cracking entrepreneur. Cracking the entrepreneur code is available for uh, for downloading. I mean, I'm actually making a making a okay. making a download da- making a downloadable version, which your listeners can go okay. to cracking entrepreneur code, cracking entrepreneur code dot okay. com. Entrepreneur code. When they type okay. in my address, they will be able to get uh, the download downloadable version. Um, the book is also um. available on sale at Amazon. I mean, at Amazon site, mm-hmm. so this second way mm-hmm. of getting the book. So mm-hmm. that's me directly. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I, I do two things. One is they can always reach me out on my Facebook fan page, which I'm very active. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of videos and I do a lot of postings mm-hmm. there. Jack H M Wong mm-hmm. Official. That is the that's the name. Mm-hmm. Um, finally, mm-hmm. I do offer a 30 minutes 
what I call a discovery session for people who have questions. They just want to have some ideas mm -hmm. clearing, or they want to ask one question. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do a 30-minute uh, discovery session at Jack uh, at my website mm -hmm. jackhtmwong.com forward slash apply. Forward slash what? Apply. So that hello. Apply. apply. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Hello. So if apply. they go to yes, Jack so if they go to your website, jackhmwong.com forward slash apply, they can get a free discovery call with you. Uh, who would love that? I would love to get a free right. <laughs> Well, so guys, if you, if you want to connect with Jack, you can go to his official website, jackhmwong.com. And of course, if you want that free call, make sure to go to jackhmwong.com. Uh, I mean, if you click on our show notes, we'll have it there, slash forward slash apply and go. Or you find him on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash jackhmwong official and of course he does amazing trainings right. and videos and things to inspire you and help you to basically build your business and you know triple your sales and become this rock star rock star entrepreneur so jack it's been an awesome awesome pleasure having you on the show. thank you so much for just being here and we'd love to invite you back some other time pleasure is on mine too and thanks for having me on your show and i enjoy my time with you <laughs> I enjoyed my time with you, too. Thank you so much, Jack. All right, lovelies. Well, this has been an amazing show with Jack H.M. Wong, who's joining me live all the way from Singapore. He's a serial entrepreneur, business coach, international speaker, and best-selling author of the book, uh, Crack and the Entrepreneur Code. So don't forget, you can get the book at Crack... Uh, crackandentrepreneurcode.com and of course you can check him out on his website and get that free call right now because believe me, just talking to Jack Jack has shared so much that I think that you can definitely benefit from just getting that discovery call with him so guys, uh, till we come back same time next week on, the, uh, on Talk Wednesday on the Naked Talk um, don't forget expression is a sign of strength not weakness and I love you so much for listening ciao Some scriptures out, it's some filters out, it's some thoughts, damn and censored. It's some scriptures out, it's some filters out, it's some thoughts, damn and censored. It's some scripted out, it's some filters. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.